you hear us through your AirPods or see us on your laptop, how about meeting us in real life? Because we're taking Queer Money on the road this summer and fall. Visit QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player to find out when we'll be in your neighborhood. Stressed about inflation? Anxious about a recession? Concerned with how this turbulent economy is going to affect your short and long-term goals? Then a saving strategy may be the next smartest move for you today. It is for us. Continuing our year-long discussion on financial well-being, we're sharing why and how we're increasing our savings balances and hosting special guest James Morgan from our leading sponsor, Capital One. James is head of deposit product pricing and portfolio strategy at Capital One and played a significant role in its beautiful pride design for the Capital One Union Station location for World Pride in 2019. James is here to talk about saving strategies just in time for National Savings Day on October 12th. So let's get on with the show. Oh, sorry. You're listening to Queer Money episode number 338. Capital One strives to inspire a better financial path for everyone, including the LGBTQ community, through access to credit, tools to manage debt, and product features. Digital products such as CreditWise and Eno are designed to take the stress out of money by helping you manage credit, a key source of potential stress, and stay on top of spending without worrying all the time. Sign up for CreditWise for free today. So welcome, James, to the Queer Money Podcast. We're excited to have you. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. We're always excited to have Capital One, in part because the show would not be in existence still today without Capital One, especially because of your support during COVID 2020 for us. Without your support, the, the podcast would have died. So we're always happy to have Capital One on the show. Thank you. Of course. So we're talking about saving strategy today. Why are we doing that? <laughs> Why do I talk about savings? It's <laughs> a great question. I think there's a couple of things within there. First, if you you know if you look at the numbers on savings habits in America, you know, there was some progress during the pandemic and the economic stimulus and lower unemployment, but the numbers are still just staggeringly low. You know, the reality remains, you know, 40 to 50% of adults in the United States are still unable to afford a $400 emergency without dipping into credit. You know, those numbers might vary a little bit by year and by source. You know, the Federal Reserve does a recurring study on economic well-being of U.S. households. Bankrate and others will do some similar studies, but the numbers and the trends just seem to align. And so we created this National Savings Day with a Capital One on October 12th, really to kind of honor savers and just reemphasize that need to save. Yeah, um, it's so important. <clears throat> the fun, like it's, it's like the basis of any financial security, having some sort of a savings account. To your point, you need more than $400 in an emergency savings account to sort of survive, especially in America, if anything adverse happens to your situation. Right. Yeah, and for sure. Almost every single financial goal that most of us have is easier to achieve with some sort of savings, right? We don't invest for Christmas. We don't invest so that we have a down payment on a car. Uh, you know, some folks may invest so they have a down payment on a house because that may take them a little bit longer. But most of the financial goals that we have, the smaller financial goals, they would be so much easier if we were able to set money aside. And I, I actually, folks, I, I do like that this episode is coming out on a national coming out day because many of you have heard us say to folks, we encourage you to come out, but also come out about your finances. And when you come out about your finances and you start to realize 
that you want to make some progress and, and and move forward with your finances, one of the first places that people start is either with emergency savings or starting to save for financial goals. So it's kind of nice that we have coming out day. And then right after that, we have National Savings Day. We'll par- start pairing those two together. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So the Fed's increased rates three times so far this year, at, and they had their most recently, they had their largest Fed increase of a quarter of a basis point since 94. And there's an expectation that the Fed's going to increase rates probably at least one more time before the end of the year. So that also maybe justifies why people might want to start saving because, well, savings rates are going up. So it's a little bit more exciting to save than maybe it has been the last 20, 20 years, right? Yeah, for sure. It's There's definitely an element of you know, this really being an opportune time to kind of start the conversation and lean into it, you know, if you haven't done so before. So to your point, rates are going up. They're very much expected to continue to go up into 2023. That moves the needle on a number of things for Americans, right? So that's, you know, without getting too technical, that's going to impact interest rates on everything from your mortgages to your credit cards, but also for your savings accounts, right? So that's the good part of this, where the rates start to go up and you ultimately can hopefully make your money work for you a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. So you bring up a, a good point. You know, there's a pro and a con to the Fed raising in interest rates, the Fed rate, right? Your mortgage your mortgages, if you're not, don't have a locked in rate, that rate will go up. Credit card interest rates will likely go up. Your auto loan will likely go up. But on the flip side as a saver, you don't necessarily have to have your money in the stock market, which for some people might be ideal <laughs> in this market. <laughs> so there's more more of a draw to being in savings. How do you feel about that? Yeah. I mean, look, like the idea is for you know, the rates will go up for customers on all ends. The banks will probably raise the rates on your credit card and do that for you. And then it's kind of up to customers to start to look at their own savings rates and maybe do a little bit of a savings health checkup, get a sense of, you know, what are you earning on your money? Is it in a safe spot? Is it in a reputable spot? Do you have the tools that you need to kind of spur you along? And just making sure that you're making that entire rate environment work on your behalf. Yeah. And and I think that one of the pros is that there are some folks out there who have been diligent about saving. And maybe even during the pandemic, we, we talked about during the pandemic, a lot of folks were saving. They're going to get rewarded for the what they've done, right? Instead of spending and, and increasing the demand and potentially increasing inflation, these are folks who pulled back and said, I'm going to hold off on my spending. They're going to get rewarded for that. Yeah, it's a great point. I don't know how sizable it is in terms of like, hey, I parked my money, so I'm not contributing to inflation. So if there's enough of you out there, thank you. <laughs> it's a grassroots effort. If we all do our part. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, and I also think about retirees, right? Retirees are probably super scared right now because of what's happening in the market. So if they have cash set aside and aren't, aren't having to withdraw money from their retirement accounts that are down right now, having an extra one, two, three percent coming in on their cash is probably a relief to them to a certain degree because they know they're earning on the money that is not invested. That's exactly right. So, you know, dipping into some of your investments right now actually does become a little bit scary. So if the market's down, you expect, you know, maybe disproportionate returns on the upside in the coming years. There is certainly a an opportunity cost to kind of selling low, right? Against traditional wisdom. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and then the other reason we're talking about savings, not only because it's National Savings Day, but we're doing some saving of money too these days, right? <laughs> right. More so yeah. than we have in the in the recent past. Right. What are we saving for? Well, so folks, you've heard us talk about how we are moving 
when this is recorded, we are not there yet. But when this gets published, we will be in Toledo, Ohio and have moved into our duplex where we're house hacking. And we want to do more of that. So we're saving for another down payment on another duplex so we can continue house hacking and acquire more real estate. And we're excited that rates are going up because it's going to hopefully expedite that part of our, our real estate portfolio. Right. Yeah, I love it. And then we're also saving for something else. David gave me a, li- a, a glimpse into. I didn't know this. This is this is a financial. What do they call it? infidelity? I didn't know we had another savings account. <laughs> I was hiding this one from in, him in preparation for this show. I found out that we have another savings account somewhere, but I'm 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 okay with it because for a good reason. Yeah. So it's different than finding a an illicit credit card hanging out there, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. This is the good news. Yeah. So back when we were paying off our debt, John and I stopped participating in Christmas as much as we would before. And that kind of just became a habit with the whole family. And then when we kind of picked it up back up for ourselves after we paid our debt off. But then in 2019, when we sold our home and moved into our apartment and then went on the road, we kind of stopped doing as much for Christmas. Well, so several months ago, I started a Christmas savings account so that this year we would have a little bit, we're moving into a new place, right? We're going to finally have a home again. And so I wanted us to have a little bit more for Christmas this year, and we will because I've been saving. <laughs> so that, that's a good that financial coming? infidelity. <laughs> Santa is coming to <laughs> our house. We actually do have a chimney he can come down this time. <laughs> yeah, it'll be our first one, huh? Yes. Right on. James, are you and your family saving for anything fun or exciting and more important? Um, I think the, the most near-term thing is, so I have a 15-year-old son, so I'm entering into the world of car shopping, potentially, he may get the hand-me-down Wrangler. And so it might be time for me to make a splurge. So I'm might get a thinking a little bit about car down payments if the prices ever come back down. Uh, yeah, yeah no. exactly. Yeah, oh, But new cars are lower now on par than than used cars, right? Right. Used cars prices skyrocketed, skyrocketed. during the pandemic. and the, yeah. Although they are starting to come back down a little bit, but nothing like to what they were pre-pandemic. Yeah. So it might justify getting a brand new spanking new car for yourself. <laughs> I will make sure that my wife knows the financial experts said I should get a brand new car. <laughs> nice. Uh, nice. So what are some tools that people can use to save more money and get more mileage out of their savings at this time? James, any idea? Yeah, it's a great question. You know, I think at Capital One, we really just believe in supporting people looking to improve their financial future. So, you know, we've been focused a lot on building really simple, straightforward banking experiences to kind of naturally fit into your life, right? We know our customers want easy, they want secure, you know? And so first and foremost, I would just emphasize the development of good savings habits, right? So savings and financial health, it's kind of like going to the gym or exercising and developing any other muscle, right? Yeah. consistency and repeatability is key, you know, and Capital One provides a number of tools to help you do that. So, you know, you might have recurring alarms on your watch or your alarm clock to give you the nudge, get out of bed. <laughs> you have apps to help track your progress. And again, kind of savings is just no different. So, you know, first I would kind of think about paying yourself first, right? Saving first. And there's lots of good ways to do that. So, you know, you guys mentioned bucketing towards particular goals. So with Capital One, with our savings accounts, one of the things I like to do, you can set up multiple savings accounts and for individual uses, I can give them nicknames for specific purposes. And that makes it kind of fun and real. It kind of ceases to be your savings account, but it becomes your honeymoon fund, your new car fund, your vacation fund. And so we find that really helps our customers kind of really attach to a goal, keeping savers engaged and motivated. 
maybe most importantly is that rainy day fund, right? So you commonly hear from financial planners and others thinking about the the rule of thumb to try to have three to six months in living expenses saved up if possible in case of a job loss. And so we have some tools to do that. We have automatic savings plans attached to our savings accounts, which is really cool. Uh, So you can do kind of a recurring transfer to move over, or you can also set up as a percentage of a direct deposit from an employer. So I think that's pretty cool. And that's nice. Just set it, forget it, and, you know, let the robots do the work uh, on your behalf, which is kind of neat. Yeah, I'll tell you, folks, I think that's one of the keys for why David and I were able to save our emergency savings as quickly as we did, because we did let the robot sort of take over. We just kind of set everything up and then we were able to forget about it. And in time, we had several thousands of dollars in emergency savings. And it was mostly because the robots are smarter and better than we are. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. The other thing I love about the multiple goals is when you just have everything in one account, it becomes just a blob right? There's no, it has no form. It's no, no mass. It's kind of like the amoeba, right? But then when you actually know what each amount is set aside for, you know, how close you're getting to that goal. You, you know, you say, okay, well, we want to save $2,000 for vacation for next year. And you see that you have $1,500 in there. You get excited because you know, you're, you're three quarters of the way there, or, you know, whatever the goal is having those kind of goal-oriented accounts or or nicknames on the accounts kind of, in a sense, gamifies it. And mm-hmm. like you said, setting up these percentage transfers, right? I, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to transfer $250 into my account, but $35 is going to vacation. $45 is going to new car. $75 is going for a wedding, whatever your goals are. And then you just let it and let it happen behind the scenes. Yeah. There's something to be said around the, the, even the behavioral economics, right. Of kind of making it tangible, make it visceral and real for you. And frankly, just the satisfaction that comes when you achieve those goals as well. Right. Yeah. So, you know, Attaching it to something you were aspiring towards as opposed to, you know, some number. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. So how else can Capital One and Capital One Cafes help our listeners? Any suggestions? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I kind of started with the habits piece. I think that's most important. You know, the second piece I would think about is, you know, are you putting that money somewhere that works for you? Right. So, you know, if you do get something saved up, you know, I encourage folks to kind of do the research. Online savings products in particular were pretty niche maybe 10 or 15 years ago, but they're increasingly mainstream now. 80%-ish of retail savings deposits out there are yielding 10 basis points or less. Yeah. That Basis points, that is earning 0.1% right. or less right. on your money. And so, you know, one piece of advice I would throw out there is just, you know, do a checkup. Log into your online banking, check your paper statement, and see what you're actually earning. You know, we find a kind of a shocking amount of our customers, new customers, <laughs> didn't know what they were making at their previous bank. And so I just think about are you putting that money away in a fund, in a place that helps your savings grow? You know, it's not investing, but it's important to think about, you know, the type of goals and invest things you're saving for here can't lose value in these accounts. There is FDIC insurance. So you know, if the bank goes down, the government has your back as well. That's up to 250000 for most folks. And our you know, Capital One savings and CDs are a great way to, to start that. Yeah, absolutely. It's interesting that, you know, CDs is, it's not a sexy product that people have been talking about. I mean, it's been, it's been a long time since CDs have been actually 
getting any sort of attention. But now the because the rates are going up, it definitely allows folks to lock in their money and at a higher rate for a longer time period, especially if you know your goal is out maybe a year or two years. Like if you've, you're planning for a wedding or you're planning for a big family vacation that's going to be a year or two years away. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, kind of coming back to the beginning of the conversation about, you know, the Fed raising rates and kind of being on the upswing in this rate cycle, CDs become pretty interesting where, you know, you're going to save money for a fixed amount of time and you really get rewarded, usually in the form of rate, a higher rate for leaving your money in that CD compared to traditional savings accounts. So those will normally have a more variable interest rate that are kind of subject to change. So you could think about as rates go up, CDs become way more interesting, both on a better rate and the fact that you can lock it in if the rate cycle starts to go back down. So let's say the Fed is super successful in battling inflation. They may want to cool rates off to stimulate the economy again after their resounding success. And we're all (laughs) we're all praying for doing way better. Right. (laughs) So, you know, once they nail their job, you can go back to kind of cooling this off a little bit. And, you know, you could be sitting with a, you know, 12 to 60 month term CD above 3% potentially. And that ends up being a pretty nice little return there. Yeah, nice. absolutely. And then about the behavioral economic side of things, I think you know if you're if you're not sure what you want to save your money for, or you're not sure why you're struggling saving money, David and I would highly suggest that you go into a Capital One cafe and talk with one of their money coaches. They they do a lot of great free workshops and one on one coaching with folks. Do you, can you extrapolate on that by any chance? Yeah. So we've got to revamp the work within there. So it is Capital One's Money and Life program, and it's really the goal is to help folks stress less about money, right? So you can really kind of focus on what matters to you. So it's available in cafes and branches. I would check out CapitalOne.com for the location finder and what's nearest you there. The intent is to really help kind of plan out goals in life, think through your financial behaviors, how do those connect to your goals? What's really cool, it's free for everybody, whether you're our customer or not. And we have some amazing ambassadors in our branch and cafe footprint that will guide clients through a number of activities, right? It's in one-on-one sessions, to really kind of help get clear on where do you want to go? What's weighing you down financially? How can we help move forward faster? And so it's really the idea will take you from, you know, going, being anxious about your money to being confident about money and even life goals in a lot of cases. And so it's really cool. They'll do, like you said, they'll do a number of digital exercises, mapping your spending, creating a goals planner to really give a jumpstart to savers with some one-on-one attention. Yeah. yeah, and David and I like to think that we're like we're up and up on our money, and like we're super smart, and we got well, all that super smart part. <laughs> <laughs> but we we sat down and we did one of these coaching sessions or one of these money sessions with an ambassador, and we weren't necessarily on the same page on everything. So it was very 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 eye opening for us. Yeah, it is a good thing for for couples to do together. Awesome, glad you had a great experience there. We have some amazing folks on the front line, and I'm proud to work with them every day. Yeah. And we're super proud to continue to work with Capital One. I know I said it from the outset, if it wasn't for Capital One, we would not still be here. And part of the reason why we continue to work with Capital One is because most importantly for us, you're around for the queer community 365 days out of the year. It's not just for Pride. It's not just for one day out of the year. You are around all the time for the LGBTQ community. So that's why we continue to work with you. And we can't thank you all enough. With that, any suggestions for how our listeners can keep up with you and all things Capital One and Capital One Cafes? Yeah. I mean, the obvious would be, you know, hit us up online, capitalone.com slash bank. If you want to learn more about our products and services, I would check out 360 Performance Savings, which is our highest rate offering. Again, available to everybody. 
no fees, no minimums, open it in five minutes. We are all about savers of all levels. So encourage folks to check that out, kind of regardless of where you are along your savings journey. We talked a little bit about certificates of deposits as well, if that's the right thing for your time and place and kind of where you are in the cycle. You know, stop into one of our branch cafe locations, get a free coffee, amazing experience. I love to work in there whenever I can. It's just a lovely place to just sit and immerse and be mindful or be productive, any of those things. It's awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, James, for your time. We appreciate it. Thank you and Capital One. Thank you so much. Make sure to check out more ways that Capital One can help you achieve financial well-being at CapitalOne.com. That's CapitalOne.com. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Career Money Podcast. Here's your Career Money takeaway from this episode. Many investors, especially those in the FIRE movement, have a very set it and forget it strategy. While there are benefits to that, if you're diversifying your income streams and investments like us, it's okay to tack a little and take advantage of new opportunities with today's increased saving rates. Plus, it's rarely a bad thing to have a little extra cash. No, and what better time to consider a savings strategy change than National Savings Day, which again is October 12th this year. Join us next Thursday for our Crib Money bonus episode and next Tuesday for our regularly scheduled show. Thank you and have a great week. From Los Angeles, California to Winooski, Vermont, we're taking Queer Money on the road. Join us as we gamify personal finance with Queer Money Bingo or catch our signature Live Fabulously, Not Fabulously Broke Talk and so much more in between. Check out QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player regularly for date and location updates.